Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> Welcome to the big show. We're laughing because we're talking bracketology and the logic behind what some people um, pick their brackets. Syracuse is in, Paulie. I didn't think they would make it. Did you? Well, we talked about it, and I, and, and, and I went in the beginning and said they're done. When they lost to Boston College, I said they were done. Then they come back and beat Clemson, which we said they, they would have to do. They lose to Carolina. They go into the ACC tournament, and they win one game. We're like, okay, well, they, then now they got to win one more big game. You know, they got to beat Carolina again, and they lose. And I thought, they're not. But the logic behind what I understood they did did make sense. And that was this. Well, we'll f- exclude, you know, USC and some of the other teams, but but amongst the three that they were seemed to be fighting against, which was Louisville and Notre Dame in their own conference, we had a triangle effect here. We beat Louisville on the road. Uh, uh, Notre Dame beat beat Louisville, and, and and Notre Dame beat us. So, so or no, or Louisville yeah. beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame beat us. So there was a triangle of th- of each other beating each other. But here was the here was the logic. Evidently, when they do this point system and, and these quadrants, they look a, a really particularly at what did you do out of your conference in the beginning. When you know, and if you if you take risks in your in your out of conference schedule in those first eight to ten games, Syracuse really did do well, and they beat they beat Buffalo. Um, they they lost to St. Bonnie's, but they're in the tournament. When you look at the teams that particularly Notre Dame lost to. Notre Dame lost two bad games well, against my alma mater at home. They lost to Ball State. Then there was this argument about, well, a couple of players on their team didn't play. But if we're going to go into that, then we're going to have to start saying, well, you know, we only had really six guys in the rotation at Syracuse. So you, you can't really look at that. When you look at who Notre Dame lost to and the fact that we beat Louisville at, on their home court, I think that's what gave Syracuse the nod. Yeah, I tend to agree. I I mean, you can make arguments for any of these teams, you know, yeah. and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully for Syracuse fans, we don't have to go through another year of this next year. Next year, hopefully, we'll be firmly in the tournament and we won't be stressing out on Selection Sunday. Well, I think a couple of things you have to look at potentially-wise if we're going to look for next year, and that's going to be what's Battle going to do? And I think the, the um, easy prediction will be he'll test the waters but leave his uh, NCAA eligibility and Syracuse eligibility intact unless he's offered a contract that I don't see him getting offered, to tell you the truth. And I, I've mentioned this before. I've spoken to a friend who's a really big agent, like handled some of the biggest basketball players in the history of the game. And he said, right now, I don't see the benefit of him coming out. The only downside is if he was to get injured. But otherwise, playing on a team that will arguably be in the preseason top 12 um, you know, with with the in, some of the incoming kids that we have, and his presence on the team, and a more experienced team with uh, with O'Shea having another year under his belt, and Battle himself, he may up his signing bonus and up his status so much more if he comes out here and and, and averages twenty three a game. You know, I'm I'm just giving him one three point or more. God knows they missed enough of them this year. Um, but one of the more interesting arguments about next year that you, you and I don't agree on is whether Beheim's kid plays. I think they don't redshirt him. I think he plays. I think he's going to come right out and start shooting. I think they got to redshirt him, especially if battle stays. There's not going to be a lot of, not enough basketballs to go around. But who's case. going to shoot the three pointer? 
Who's gonna? Well, that was our problem this year. We had no threat. Oh, she can do it. They'll have uh, Basley he, can he's gonna, shoot. He's, he's going to do it based on growth this year. And yeah, Basley can do, do it this ha- year. I, I think they'll be all right next year. And I think behind. All right. So we have shirt. an official on the air. Text us and call us. I want to know. Does Buddy Beheim play next year? We, we, we want to settle this argument. Of course, it won't be settled until next year. Don't we have like a lunch on it or something? Yes. You and I got, to, got a little, oh, I'm going like, you know, Portico or something. And, the, and, and Syracuse's roster will look very different next year if this team makes a run in the NCAA tournament. You know, if Battle well, somehow so, averages 20 and gets his team to the Sweet 16, he may he may pick up some. Uh, so where is Syracuse on your, on, where's you have your sheet? I haven't done one yet. You haven't done your sheet yet? No. You're coming on a sports show, and you haven't done your sheet yet. I don't normally do them. I'm not allowed to do them in the office stuff. So Why is that? Because I work for the university, so I can't do it. So. I got oh. I can do it in I can do it in. Because you're going to have a dramatic outcome on the uh, 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 effect on the outcome of the games if you enter something. Yeah. I like that. It is all about you right now, isn't it? I'm going to see where I even put them in. Um, Arizona State scares me because they remind me a lot of Boston College. Bunch of little guards that could shoot the ball. I think we're going to own the boards quite a bit in this game. I think we're a better rebounding team. I mean, anybody if they get hot. But I have Syracuse beating Arizona State. Um, but I'm trying to find out where they go in after them. I'm trying TCU to find... in the Midwest. Uh, let me see. We need to get you some glasses over there, Grandpa? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I've got them going in against TCU in the Midwest, and I don't have good news for them at that game. <laughs> Jamie Dixon kind of owns Syracuse, too. When he was at Pitt, he kind of yeah, ate the zone alive. So, T- Speaking of the Horned Frogs, um, I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, could they beat them? Yes, I, I, I don't see it. So, But I do think that they could beat uh, and get um, Arizona State and get into the tournament. So... No sheet. We're not talking about your predictions. Let me put that entire segment to the side. No, you're fine. I can do it right off the. I can do it off the top of my head. I am a radio professional, Daniel wow. Baldwin. Wow. Joe Salzone is uh, is oh, was not going to fill out a uh, a bracket, but but he might now. He should have it open on that computer too, and go right along with us and pick because he's. Can you open that, Joe? I can try. Sure. It would be you would Google NCAA tournament bracket. Joe. How do you spell NCAA? <laughs> <laughs> and Josh is uh, uh, he's in Utica. Yes, calling the big show out there. Yeah, he has to go once uh, once every couple of weeks to do the show out in Utica. Now, why is that? Because Utica matters. Oh, we know Utica matters. Have you spent much time in Utica? Yeah, I go out there usually once or they twice some a year. Great restaurants. <laughs> There's this little tapas place my wife and I like to go to. It is awesome. I uh I we I can't remember the Italian place we go to but out there but it's really good Italian. Has great architecture too. The Olive Garden. Yeah, yes, yeah, Joe. <laughs> Joe, how's the fast food purge going? Uh It's going. It's going? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what bracket do you I was in Auburn, you know. When? I was in Auburn uh Saturday. Yeah. So was I. What bracket do you want to start? It? <laughs> right, let's start. Uh, let's start. Uh, I'm, I can't go too deep into because I have some big upsets going on in my bracket. Want to start in the south? Let's go in the south. Okay, you got uh, Virginia UMBC. Joe, Virginia UMBC. Virginia. Okay, I agree. Virginia. I think that's all the way around. Creighton, Kansas State. Um, 
I have Creighton beating Kansas State. I I agree with you on that. I'm going with Kansas State because I can pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> Kentucky Davidson. I'm going to take Kentucky. Agreed. Uh, Davidson. That that could happen. That could happen. The five twelve upsets happen frequently, they Joe. Do like that was the five twelve scenario. Arizona Buffalo. Arizona. Agreed. Buffalo. <laughs> Look at you staying local. He is staying local. Miami Loyola. You're not saying who you want. Uh, I like uh, Arizona. Okay, well then spit uh, it out. Miami, <laughs> Miami Loyola Chicago. I got Miami. I'll go with Miami. I will also. This is a big agreement fest. Tennessee Wright State. <laughs> Joe. Tennessee. I'm going Wright State on this one. I'm I got, going Wright State. Too. I got a good feeling about the Wright got, State. I, whatever they are. Fourteen upsets of three. <laughs> Nevada Texas. Uh, Texas over Nevada. I've got Nevada winning the game. I'm going with Texas. It's my birth state. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, like your hog. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing the white pants today. <laughs> you got your tighties on? The, yeah. Oh, he does. He's got oh, the snuggers. Does. That's why the girls are all patrolling around the, the door here. They're like flies. I was wondering what was going on. I thought my aftershave was working. He chose tighties. <laughs> He's wearing his Econolodge pants. No ballroom. <laughs> he does. Cincinnati, Georgia State? Uh, Cincinnati. Georgia. Cincinnati. Uh, okay, let's go, go to the West. West sounds good. Xavier versus the the playing game of NCC TSU. I don't even know either one of those. I teams. got I got Xavier. Okay, good call, Joe. Same. Uh, right, Missouri, Florida State. Florida State. I'm going Missouri in that game. Joe. Joe. Uh, Tigers, Seminoles. Who would win? Tigers. Okay. Uh, Ohio State, South Dakota State. <laughs> Ohio. Ohio State. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ohio State. Gonzaga, UNC Green. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I'll go with that, too. Houston, San Diego State. I'm going to take San Diego State in the shocking upset just because I'm from there. I'm going to take Houston. I will also do Houston. Michigan, Montana. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Providence, Texas A&M. Providence Friars. Providence Friars I have also. Texas. You North to- Carolina, Lipscomb. I'm going with North Carolina. You got a oh. little lip scum on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go North Carolina. Let's go over to the east with Villanova and the uh, winner of the play-in. LIU or... Nova, no question. Yeah, Nova's going. Virginia Tech, Alabama, big game. Alabama. Virginia. I got Virginia Tech. Uh, West Virginia, Murray State. West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Murray. Murray State in an upset. 12-5 again. Uh, St. Bonaventure, Florida. Oh, uh, Florida. Florida. I got the Bonnies in an upset. Texas A&M, SF, Austin. Uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, rather. Uh, me too. Joe? Texas. Arkansas, Butler. I'm going to go Butler. I'm going Butler, too. Arkansas. The per- Butler did it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> with the candlestick in the library. Um, Purdue... And Fullerton? Purdue. Purdue. I can see them they losing. They make good chicken, so I'll go with Purdue. <laughs> yeah, Frank's a loyal this school fan of, of the chicken. show, too. <laughs> school Kansas, of... U-Penn? Uh, Kansas. Kansas. U-Penn. Carry on, my The first son. 16 seed to ever beat a one is going to be Penn upsetting Kansas? Sure. It's possible. Jo- Everybody, Joe Salzone has said it here. It's not possible. <laughs> yes. Is anyone marking this down on yeah. all these picks? Well, that one's going to be hard to forget. Seton Hall, NC State. 
You we got Nostra Daniel and Nostra Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Promo at ten fifteen. Well, yeah. uh, Seton Hall, NC State, NC State. Seton Hall, Seton Hall. Uh, Clemson, New Mexico State, New Mexico State. Clemson, Clemson. Auburn, Charleston. Uh, uh, Charleston. Auburn. I think for obvious reasons, I have to go with Auburn. TCU, Syracuse, or Arizona. Is State. Charleston a dance school? <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm going to go TCU. TCU. Same. Uh, Michigan State, Bucknell. Bucknell. I don't have any ACC teams. Uh, Michigan State. You get Bucknell beating Michigan State? Sure. Does. Rhode Island, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Rhode Island, upset. Uh, Duke and Iona. Duke. Duke. I got Duke also. So, and uh, I have some deeper upsets going on deeper in the bracket, but I'm going to leave it at that right now. We know what the play in is. I want it all marked down, damn it. I want it all marked down. It's all on tape. It's all on tape. tape. We have have proof. (laughs) Yes. Now, does the great one get involved? Uh, I'm guessing he does. There's a little office pool that they do. Oh, was there a side office thing besides this? I I was told the office had to have one, but we got a little action going too? I think so. Oh, I like it. I like it very much. Joe sells out. Joe, are you going to fill one out, or are you just going to? Uh, it's a two hundred fifty dollars prize. You might as well just go uh, pick pick all the favorites. Go chalk all the way through. Chalk. <laughs> don't they say that the people who don't know usually win? Yes. Yes, you have a shot at this, Joe. Although your life is a shining example of that <laughs> not being true. <laughs> wow. He's not wrong. He's not wow. wrong. I want to see what Josh does with it, because he's now got a little bit of knowledge about what's going he's on. He's just enough to be dangerous, right? Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> just enough to know, like, oh, yeah, they got a team. Yeah, he, he could hurt us. Maybe he'll be in Utica. It's going to we'll be, like, Joe or one of the ladies in HR that win. No, you know who's going to do the micro-analysis of every single thing and every shooting percentage? It's Seth. Seth will be the one that breaks it down and looks, you know, 28 different bracketologists and the whole bit. Do we have a snoring sound effect for any time <laughs> Seth's name gets mentioned? <laughs> you know, we're trying to get together. The you and Seth at a strip club. I've been to a strip club. We know we, we need to get the two of you in there with, like, tequila involved. Oh. I, I'll fund I'll fund this. <laughs> if I get to film it, I'll fund it. I'm in. Yeah, free, baby. Free One boobs, down. Free boobs, sure. Why not? <laughs> what, do you normally pay for boobs? Like, exactly. There's so many questions now. You know, they have that free on the internet now. <laughs> Cancel that account. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We'll come back with more here on ESPN Radio. Game day coverage of Syracuse basketball is brought to you by GEICO on the Pulse of the Orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, the mighty Del Lago Resort and Casino. So I had plans. I was going to go out to Del Lago and have my date night with my wife. Um, And then I get news that, hey, yeah, don't you know, we're going to probably be broadcasting from Detroit if we if we win the game in Dayton. That's 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 news to me. Now, you're out there anyway because you got yeah, all kinds of Yeah, I got the drive to Dayton, and then it's a three-hour drive from Dayton to Detroit. So the I'm mighty gonna... Dayton Flyers? Correct. Coach Griff from Syracuse uh, was an assistant there last year. Huh. That and $1.50 getting ride in the subway, babe. Um, you want to go to some so what? Yeah, sure. 
Joe? Yes. You got it written? Is Joe playing? So what if he reads it? Sure, we'll ask him. We'll let him play. I I can give him answers right now. Anything you tell him is so what. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, your dad ate so what. (laughs) He's got his bulge pants on today. He's got to be in a good mood. (laughs) Eh, So what? Andrew Norwell is close to becoming the highest paid guard in the NFL. The 26-year-old expected to sign... Of what? Who? <laughs> Andrew Norwell, ladies and gentlemen. You, uh, like, nobody knows who guards are. Yeah, all right. Oh God, let, him, let him read the question <laughs> so we can say the inevitable. The 26-year-old expected to sign a five-year deal with the Jaguars worth $66.5 million, which includes a guarantee of $30 million. So he's going to leave the Panthers and head to the Jags. He's very good. Yeah, for $66 million. But so what? He's a guard. He's a game changer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Washington Capitals captain Alex Ovechkin has joined an exclusive club. Ovechkin scored his 600th career goal last night in the game against Winnipeg, leading them to a 3-2 to victory. You know, I almost want to say so what, but his last name is Ovechkin. How exclusive of a club is 600 goals? Got five guys, I think, right? Or it's only like five guys, I think. It has at least one person. Mr. Ovechkin of uh, 20 the Capitals. 20 guys have 600 very goals? Very exclusive. That's pretty exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that's 500 Homer Club. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm going to give that a big thumbs up, Joe. Yeah, All right. I like it. That's a nice find, Joe. Thank you. Him and uh, that Orr dude are pretty good hockey players. Yeah. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady was on the late show with Stephen Colbert last night and accepted a beer chugging challenge. Brady easily won. So Brady swallows. <laughs> <laughs> I would have not pictured him as a beer chugging guy. Like he seems he's little... a Michigan guy. I mean, he had to have his his, hey, his beers before. He looks no fun though, right? Am I the only one that thinks? Yeah, that? yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, you, you know, the best is the story about how, and this is the story. So I wasn't there to hear it, but how he met his wife. You heard the story? No. Um, so he saw her in like, uh, make a TV series about this. He saw her in like Victoria's Secrets or some magazine. So he called his agent and had his agent call her agent and make the date. <laughs> That's how <laughs> so romantic of that beer chugging Super Bowl MVP. I wish I like that would be so much easier in the single life if you could do that. If you had a person that would contact. Yeah. Well, they do like now. A- now you can call like a match company that sets it all up and you just show up. No, but like if I saw somebody on the street and I would be like, hey, dude, that's what I want. And then my people got in touch with her people. It would be way easier. If I'm the agent representing her and a guy I know that's won multiple Super Bowls and is this legendary quarterback who you know has the Buku Dolores, he's got some cash, I'd be saying, how much? <laughs> I would. First words out of my mouth have been 80000 <laughs> Who do you think is worth more money, Tom Brady's <coughs> wife or Tom Brady? <laughs> Uh, that's Tom Brady's wife. Tom Brady. I think his wife is. No, I think he's worth more money. Let's take a look. She is worth. Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> She's not even close. No, the suspense is killing She's us. Not even close. She's a model. Budgeton's net worth is three hundred and sixty million, while Brady sits comfortably at a hundred and eighty million. She's worth three hundred and sixty yep. million dollars. The couple together is worth five hundred and forty million me where it says that dollars. She's worth three hundred and sixty million. Oh, 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 this is one of those Julie Louis Dreyfus deals. I bet. 
So, uh, but uh, what is Giselle's net worth? Uh, Punchin is a total icon. In you night. could get paid that much walking around in your underwear. Oh, not us. I wonder what does that mean? Is that a, is that a, a company that she owns, or or is that her name in German? She's been modeling since she was thirteen. I don't care what she's been doing since she was 13. That's none of my personal business right now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what was I going to tell you as an example? Um, um, yeah, so there. W- when you look at the success of people in, in my field, um, you know, like I watched Seinfeld. Now, you know Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know who her family is? The Dreyfus Fund. You know, the big lions <laughs> on oh, yeah. Wall Street. And more. So she's worth, you know, inheritance-wise, like, Seven trillion dollars or some nonsense. Do you think she really cared how many seasons Seinfeld got picked up? It was play money for her. I got bad news for you, Baldwin. You're in the radio business now. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I, I still got one foot in the other door. I just finished shooting. Thank you. <laughs> this is a hobby. You're driving to Detroit, kid. I, when, I, when, I saw, when I saw both of your paychecks, I, real, I realized this was a hobby. I promise. Yeah, that's another one. Where's the great one right now? He's Lear jetting around He's the world. He's on his way to date. Yeah, and, and he's driving, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. What else you got and so what? Got one more. A dairy company in Maine has settled a lawsuit over a missing Oxford comma for $5 million. The missing comma was spotted by company drivers in the state's overtime law. The five drivers who sued will each receive $50,000. Are we talking there was a comma in the contract that... So in the dollar amount? No, it, or missing uh, comma on their paycheck. In the actual law, in in the state's overtime law, it's written uh, in a way that is missing a comma. So it looks like certain people are exempt from getting paid for overtime uh, when they aren't. And the judge in the case said, if you had just put that comma in there, you wouldn't be losing five no, million dollars. I, I like that. I like that. I'm not going to say so with that. Good for those people. So what? <laughs> the comma chameleon. Yeah, comma, 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 comma chameleon. Yeah, that went far. Anyway, uh, you want to you go to an early break and we'll come back and we'll load it up with some very interesting news. I got a little contest to play with you guys. I've got um, uh, some interesting sports facts that you may not know, and I'm going to quiz you on them. All right, let's get out of the so what turd as quickly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Jim Beheim, and you're listening to the Pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and we're back. And I'm briefly going to mention, and I'm going to continue to mention it, because uh, I'm donating my time to go speak on Monday night um, about uh, addiction. Um, And so let me read this to you. Uh, It is at uh, OCC, Monday night, March 19th, 6.30 to 8 p.m. at the SRC Arena. Um, I will be speaking um, to... 23 high schools and their parents, whoever decides to show up, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. And I will guarantee you two things. Um, you will you will be emoted uh, and possibly cry, and for sure I'm going to make you laugh. 
And I'm going to tell you my story about uh, how I ended up where I am now, um, my problems with addiction, and maybe raise a little awareness and educate some people uh, as to what's going on here in central New York. My effort now is going to be to raise some money and open some type of center here in upstate New York. I remember years ago with my mother's breast cancer research fund, I said two decades ago, you will know someone directly that you're going to be touched by um, that it will have breast cancer, a friend, someone. You're going to know somebody. That's how rampant the disease had, 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 been, had been growing. Um, sadly, in the last decade, um, addiction and overdosing has not even been, was not even in the top 20 of causes of death. In one decade, is now the number one killer of Americans 50 years old and younger. Number one and wasn't even on the charts 10 years ago. So I'm going to talk about it. I uh, encourage you to come, bring your kids, you know, especially your high school kids, your college kids, and come sit down and listen. I'm going to do some Q&A there too so we can we can have a conversation and try to educate people on what's been going down and, and prevent more deaths. So with that said, I'm going right to it. Are you ready, boys? Sure. These are um, 16 unusual and weird sports facts you may not know. So I'm going to have to form these into questions. Gentlemen, how many footballs does the home team have to provide the referees for an NFL football game? Ten. Ten, says Paulie. Twelve. Thirty-six. Thirty-six footballs. Do they go through that many balls? Uh, you know what? I guess it's probably for... <laughs> do they go through? <laughs> Only in the locker room, Paulie. <laughs> Only in the locker room. I, I would imagine that... There's a number they have to have in case you're playing in Pittsburgh in the snow or some nonsense where you're throwing out a new ball. You know, Everybody likes wet balls. <laughs> it's the, the whole segment's going south. Man. <laughs> it's going south. What is the only sport to be played on the moon? Golf. Golf, Golf is the correct I answer. got that one right. I got that one first. Wow. Congratulations. Are, 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 are we going to play the buzzing? I'm going to give it to Joe Salzone. He All buzzed right. in first. Uh, number three. Which franchise hired the first professional cheerleaders in the NFL? I know it's at the Steelers. Uh, how about the uh, Jets? That is incorrect. I'm going to go with the Bills. And that is incorrect. The obvious answer, cheerleaders, NFL. Miami? Who's the most famous cheerleaders in the NFL? Oh, Dallas. Dallas, of course. That's so 70s. That's so 70s. <laughs> This professional basketball player and legend and member of the top 50 all-time, and this is an incredible statistic, never fouled out of a professional game. Dr. J. Same. I've no, uh, you can't answer the same. Uh, it's wrong. I would have said he's right. What was the question? This player never he's a member of the top 50 all-time greatest players played his entire career no i want to say never... Wilt chamberlain Wilt chamberlain i'm sorry sir you already answered what's your <laughs> answer joe chamberlain yes joe ah, yes. but think about that being, being a shot blocker yeah. and only allowed five fouls during that era you're only allowed five and you're out. and he never fouled out a game i find that incredible number five Oh, God, I'm going to have to word this into... Word the music. Cause, cause written this fact. Yeah, what happened to the music, for God's sake? Know your job. Shut up. Boss. 
John Isner of the United States and Nicholas Mahout of France set this record in professional tennis. Longest match? Boom! And there it is. Boom. Two to one. We got two to one. Let's make sure we're writing the score down. Pauline. One. This Joe. Winning this will get you the I'm ladies, still, Joe. Just, <laughs> Joe, are you kidding me? They'll be all over that bulge right now. <laughs> the Olympic rings cover every flag in the world. What are the colors of the Olympic rings? Are they red, white, blue, green, gold, <laughs> and yellow, orange? Roy G. Biv. <laughs> neither, neither one of you got it right. They're yellow, green, red, black, and blue. So they got, I guess, a piece of every. That question went down. <laughs> Terrible. Wah, wah. <laughs> Kite flying is a professional sport in what nation? Uh, Norway. No. Iceland. No. The answer is <laughs> Thailand. Okay. Why, Daniel? <laughs> because, because they both lost so many players in World War II military service. The Eagles and Steelers formed the Steagles. And ladies and gentlemen, Boom. before it's even answered, Paulie has now tied it up 2-2. Two to two. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles combined to become one team in 1943, the Steagles. Thank you. Okay, this is a great one. What is the average lifespan of... Of a major league baseball, uh, two innings. That's a ridiculously dumb answer for somebody it was who knows long, as much as you. Two pitches. <laughs> uh, no, it's not two innings, and it's not as low as two pitches. Seven innings. Oh, I thought he was going to get it. Seven it was five to seven pitches. He, he, said, he, didn't listen to he didn't listen Marginally. to it. He's an announcer at baseball. Yeah. How many baseball games have you Jesus. seen? They got that same old ready ball. <laughs> hey, we shoot, we slacked it white. Should last another inning. By the way, I didn't think I'd ever be tied in a sports trivia contest. Good story. Yeah. You are. You are. Okay. So the silhouette on the NBA logo. Is what Hall of Fame NBA player? Jerry West. Jerry West is the answer. He's pulled ahead three to two, Joe. Uh, I'm devastated. In 1986, <laughs> where's the music? Danny team? Heap became the first player in the World Series to. Danny Heap became the first player in the World Series to hit two Grand Slams in a game. I got nothing. No. Drop dead during a game. <laughs> no. No. He is the first player to DH, and his initials were DH. Oh. Good question. Heap. <laughs> this is a great one. This is a Joe Steele one. Okay, concentrate on the question, Joe. In Major League Baseball, umpires are required to wear black underwear. Why? <laughs> It's actually uh, really logical. Think about it. They're required to wear black underwear. Think about it. Because Why? of excrement? Oh, my God. So. An umpire wears black and white, right? Or, it, or all black? Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't show through their pants. Then that would be semi-logical. Think again one more time. Why Why would their underwear be exposed? 
That's what you should have thought of. I don't. I've watched a billion baseball games and never. And you thought never about noticed this. The umpires' underwear. They wear in case their pants split in any way. They have oh. to have black underwear underneath. Gotcha. So I thought for sure with that bulge, you were going to get this. <laughs> I know you have salmon underwear on right now. Whatever, <laughs> he doesn't whatever wear the, underwear, so it's just whatever, it's like the, the, whatever the color of that damn thing is, you got on his pants rip. It's like the Incredible Hulk coming out. <laughs> oh my god! What happened to this show? What happened to the show? Pittsburgh is the only city where the major teams what? Share the same colors. Share the same colors. Paulie is pulling into a commanding 4-2 to two lead right now, ladies and oh, gentlemen. However, we'll like move on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get within 10, I'm going to give you this. Former Bulls Scotty Pippen blew through how much money before he was broke that he had earned in the NBA. Eighty-five million, a hundred mil. Ooh, it's a hundred twenty million. He's close. I'm going to give him close. I'm going to give him close. This is a chance for you to tie it up, and this is a really easy one. Wow, I got to change the wording of this question though, because I know the poly will kill it. Um, <laughs> You're wording it so I have a disadvantage. <laughs> not a di- well, but obviously you both have a disadvantage. If I wanted to make it to your advantage, I'd write it dyslexic. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, how do I say this? <laughs> what is the... Hmm, why are you laughing? I don't know. That? I'm trying to figure out what your logic of that last explanation. With the dyslexia? Yeah. Yeah, that means I would have written it upside down in reverse. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for playing along. Did anyone understand that at home? Help me, someone text quickly. <laughs> Gotta go to break. Um, okay, so... God, I can't think. Just keep playing the music. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, former 49ers quarterback Steve Young is dead. No. <laughs> is related to. Huh. I didn't know he was related. I'm sure. Wow! I can't believe you don't know. And you know, most sports fans don't know this. Sean Young. And this. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I'll tell you what. Talk about the pressure. Can you imagine the pressure and take take a look back at his college career where he played at? Who is it? Steve Young is the great grandson of Brigham Young, the actual Brigham Young, the founder, one of the founders of the Mormon Church, and he played at BYU. Can you imagine being the, the name of the college's relative and having to play quarterback there? That was a lot of pressure for Steve. Well, there goes that segment. <laughs> it was mind-blowing how interesting that was. I had well, fun. Did you have fun? Yes, it was fun. Final That's tally a good was 4-3 to three People love in a trivia. How many people would have taken a 4-3 score in this? Well, those are, not, jo- those are impossible what are you, questions. What are you talking about their impossible questions? Joe Salzone got three of them. That was a mighty effort, Joe. Thank he was you. within twenty million on a guess, and he got that one right. Well, I got news for you: you're within thirty-five million. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's the way the game goes. We'll be back with more on ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. And now, and we're back, gentlemen. Did you know? Three surprising states that may legalize medical marijuana this year. 
these traditionally conservative states could become the 30th, 31st, and 32nd to legalize medical cannabis in 2018. Alabama? Negative. Oh. But you're in the region because you got to figure. Kentucky? The t- Kentucky's one of them. Yeah. Tennessee. Georgia? Tennessee is number two. Mississippi. Negative. Think about the biggest. Uh, Georgia. Well, Carolina and and Virginia are the two biggest tobacco, so I think they're getting in the game for the money, and it's Virginia. Um, Do you think that based on the new FBI allegations of improprieties going on in college basketball, there's any coincidence that they want to legalize the weed in these states? (laughs) Because I think Kentucky, Virginia, and Tennessee are all under investigation. (laughs) That's what I think. What do you think about legalizing marijuana, Joe? uh, I'm for it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that for personal reasons? No, no, no. So at, at what point to, for pain, for glaucoma, for cancer treatments, it's all it's all good? Sure. <laughs> Did you see the guy in Verona that was hopped up on the pot and he flipped his car at the toll booth? You pulled that article up. Uh, the car. <laughs> now, I'm still looking at the way the car was laying, and I'm thinking he went through the booth going sideways. I think he hit the median and just flipped over. But I thought he was doing 60 miles an hour. I. I don't if you're know. doing 60 miles an hour, you don't flip over right in front of the booth. You go through. That's going to carry you, for sure. He went, I guess he was picking something up, too. So, Who is down on the ground looking to pick something up as you're driving through a toll booth? At 60. He was doing 60 miles an hour. How would you like to be the toll booth lady? <laughs> clean up on aisle two. <laughs> know, clean up right? on aisle two. I mean, that would be scary. That's, that's like the... Uh, um, the vision of some of the people said they saw the planes coming in 9-11 when they looked out there and were like, hey, that plane's kind of close. You know, yeah. That would have been scary. Oh, my where, God. Where, as somebody that deals with addiction and drugs, where do you f- fall on the whole marijuana? Uh, you know, I think that there's medical reasons, and, and, and obviously, you know, when you talk about someone going through chemo, and they're suffering or they're sick, if this alleviates that and it's used, you know, and, and, and medically monitored, you know, any one of them. So listen, when for me, one of the hardest things I ever did, and I never saw it coming, was the first time I had something done. I had a um, a root canal done. And believe me, they use Novocaine, which is a derivative of cocaine, which was my drug of choice and I got in trouble with. And so I went in and the doctor turned around and he you know, sprayed that stuff in my mouth to deaden the pain of the needle going in. And when he shot my mouth up, you know, that numbness, that feeling about was, I had totally euphoric recall. I, I remember, you know, kept touching it with my tongue and the flavor of that, how you get numb when you do cocaine. If, if you have never done cocaine, it has a very numbing effect on your mouth and your nostrils or whatever. So um, there was a real, uh, it was frightening actually to me. I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. And I remember how uncomfortable and nervous I was because I had been sober for years before I did, I had that done, but uh, it was, it was bad. Um, you know, there's a place for all these these natural drugs. They just have to be used properly. Our problem in upstate New York right now um, with opiates are, are 90, probably 5% of the time, the scenario that I hear is, well, Tommy hurt his knee, uh, so they gave him 90 Vicodin. You know, so by the time Tommy takes 90 Vicodin, Tommy's hooked on opiates. You know, when he takes, uh, you know, um, um, one of the oxycotons or codones, he's hooked. So they don't warn you that, hey, you know what, you should really only take this for a few days. So limiting limiting the um, prescriptions and making them have to renew them and go back and see a doctor 
you know, pain is a natural thing. It tells you something's wrong. Don't use your hand too much now. You've strained it. And that pain you're feeling says, give it a break. And now if it's excruciating pain that you can't even get through and sleep, then you want to take something. But usually that's for a few days. Even a major surgery only takes a few days to get through. When you give somebody a 30, 60-day um, supply of heavy narcotics like that, you don't realize that you're going to make yourself physically addicted to the drug. So when you come off it and the prescription wears uh, runs out, you literally have a physical need to take the drug again. So it's not by choice. They're getting roped into this because they haven't been cautioned properly and they're being overly prescribed, in my opinion. And before I get out of here, I won't see you tomorrow. So do you think Syracuse is going on to Detroit to take on the Horned Frogs? I think that Arizona State gives us a problem with small, really fast guards. I agree with you on that uh, assessment of the team. Um, I think we may be too much for them inside, and I think like every other game, you know, on any given Sunday, yeah, we can beat Arizona State. I think we will beat Arizona State, but I think we need to drive to the basket, and and the biggest factor will be, will we out-rebound Arizona State? If we out-rebound them, we win. All right, then. I'll see you in Detroit on uh, Friday. We'll, we'll see you in Detroit. <laughs> hey, I still got to get that one by my wife. Right. Good luck with that. <laughs> hey, God bless everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. 